Welcome to the Coastline Podcast. We exist as a church to help connect you to God and the people around you, to help you grow in your faith, and to challenge you to go into your community sharing the love of Christ. Three things, connect, grow, go. If you'd like information on what is going on at Coastline, follow us on Instagram and Facebook or email us at hello at coastlinensb.com. All right, so um, this morning, I want to take a quick second and welcome all the people that are tuning in online. Uh, As it's Memorial Day, this will probably be our largest attendant online service to date uh, because people are at the beach or people are out on the boat uh, or people are, you know, you get people that are trying to uh, get uh, smokers up to temp and all that stuff. Uh, wherever you're watching, wherever you're doing church, I want to say thank you for tuning in and hanging out with us here this morning. Um, we're in part two of a series we just started a few weeks ago. Actually, we started last week uh, called United. And uh, I'm freaking out right now because I think my notes just disappeared somehow. That would be terrible. If you guys want me to preach this by memory, we're going to need to pause for prayer for a second. I'm going to tell you right now. Um, but no, I'm, I'm excited today because, uh, you know, as we were going through this series, and as we were talking about uh, the idea of how our culture has gotten right now to a point where it's very much we live life uh, just in a place where it's all about me and about what I want and the things, the things that I need. Um, I, I realize that as I look into what Jesus teaches us, Connection and community and doing life as one is a big deal. It's not so much about the, the I get the things out of not, that I need out of my job or I get the things of what I need uh, in, 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 uh, in my relationship with this person, uh, but community and connection and being united is important as we continue to, pr- to pursue Christ together. And I'm reminded of this, especially uh, when uh, in certain things in my life. Every Sunday after church, uh, while it's season for it, Eric and I go home. We have a little bit of a nap or something, and then we uh, end up watching NASCAR racing. I know that's like super redneck of us, but that's just how we that's how we do life. We really like it. Something about you know country people taking left turns at 200 miles an hour is exciting. Uh, but every every time you watch it, at the end of the race, someone gets up there and they sit there and they think all the sponsors and all the teammates and all the people, all the coaches that help them to get to where they are. I mean, it's, it's important to me and to see because I, they recognize and I see through them that it's not about just one person. Going through life and this adventure is not about you getting through it the best way that you can. It's about us helping one another. And so as these guys might have won the race and they were the one driving the car, they connect and understand, hey, it's about unity together as a team. And I think specifically when it comes to our culture, when it comes to, to the world we live in right now, when it comes to our humanity, I think it's important for us to realize today that we are better than me. Look at your neighbor and say, we are better than me. We are better than me. First uh, Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24, the Apostle Paul says this. He says, don't you realize... The inner race, everyone runs, but one person gets the prize. So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for eternal prize. 
Whenever I remember reading this as a kid, I remember thinking through it and seeing it that, that as, as a runner, that this is a one-person man sport. But as I did some research, and as you look through YouTube and online and stuff, you realize that, that even when it comes to running, there's no such thing as just one person doing it all on their own. Because those runners, they've got, they've got coaches, and they've got training partners that have ran with them along the way. They've got dietitians that are helping them get the right fuel in their body, getting ready for the race. They've got family members that are supporting them along the way. When it comes to this race that we run, none of us are called to run it alone. We are called, I believe, to understand that we are better than me. And with that, I want to pray for us as we jump into this message. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for the brothers and sisters in Christ that I get to do church with here this morning. Uh, God, I pray that as we come together as one church family, that your Holy Spirit would preach to us and would communicate to us and would teach us the things that we need to know to, to take out into the world that we go into after the end of the service. God, I, I thank you for this time that we get to spend together, but I pray that this time would be in preparation for what you've called us to out there. And so as we go to celebrate Memorial Day, I pray that you would protect us uh, and give us the strength to persevere in tough times, but also let us be a, a light in a dark place. And we thank you for what's to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. Amen. Um, so one of my favorite things uh, after uh, at the end of a Memorial Day to do is to watch all the videos on YouTube that people post about people trying to pull their boats out of the water. You guys ever, anybody ever spend time on that? Oh my gosh, it's like, it's fantastic. Eric and I will somehow, we'll look down, we're like, dude, we've just spent an hour watching YouTube videos about these people in Miami or whatever trying to pull their boats out of the water and just having a, they're struggling big time, right? Um, Eric and I, a couple weeks ago, we had this great idea as we were driving past the New Smyrna Beach Boat Ramp we're like, man, we're, it's a Saturday. We're going to pull over. It's afternoon. We're going to watch people pull their boats out of the water. If you want some good fun, I'm, I'm going to tell you, like, you don't even have to watch it on YouTube. You just go down there, take yourself a lawn chair, a nice ice-cold glass, glass of tea or something, and there's already like 30 people down there just you know, setting up camp, ready to watch some people uh, struggle through life. Eric and I went down there. We took the kids and... Uh, it might not be the best place for you to take your kids. I'm going to be honest, okay? Just maybe that's a mom and dad uh, little day date thing. But uh, we go down there, and, uh, man, it was so cool to see, you know, the kids love seeing all the boats, different sizes and colors and everything. You see all these big trucks. Uh, and it was, it was pretty impressive, actually. Eric and I, I remember uh, we specifically saw this one couple, and the husband comes and drops his wife on the dock, and she goes and picks up his big dually truck with a big old long triple axle trailer and she whips it around and backs it right down the ramp and he drives on it and I was like my goodness these people they know what's up when it comes to putting their boat on and off the water. Erica and I have figured out how to do this. We have a system. The system goes Erica sits in the car and doesn't do anything and I back it down to make sure <laughs> you do pack the snacks. You do a great job of that. Okay what do you what part do you do? Oh, she pulls the boat up. You're doing, you're killing it. We we were talking though. We hope for the day where it's like that, right? Where it's like, you got, you can do everything. All right, we'll see it this week. We're going down to New Smyrna Beach boat ramp. You ready? Okay, not doing that. Okay, got it. Um, 
But we're trying to figure out our system. Super impressed, and we're sitting there watching it. And, uh, and we kind of got to this point where um, I, I didn't realize what was happening, but as we're sitting there on the edge of the dock, there's this other guy across from us on the other dock, and next thing you know, him and a guy on a boat are, like, talking back and forth. Well, the talking gets a little bit louder and a little bit louder, and you see where I'm going with this. It got, it got really loud to the point where, I mean, these guys are, like, from me to Erica to each other, but there's water between them. And so one guy pulls his boats up, and next thing you know, he says, like, you, you got a problem with me? I'll meet you in the parking lot, okay? As I'm looking real quick and make sure none of those guys are in church this morning, just double-checking. Um, and so sure enough, here these guys go. They're going to meet up on the little grassy knoll, New Smyrna Beach boat ramp. And, like, Erica's, like, taking the kids. Like, okay, kids, we're going to go look at lizards over here for a second, you know. And sure enough, here these guys go, and they're, they're getting at each other, right? They're wrestling in the grass. And it was the most wild country thing I ever seen in my entire life. And at that point, I wish I knew how to post stuff on YouTube because I would have been, I'd have been on there. I'd have been the guy, right? Right as they start, though, I stop and I tell the kids because the kids still, they see what's about ready to happen. And I look at Ben, who's six, and I look at Olivia, who's uh, just turned nine. And I tell him, I was like, hey, I want you guys to know, this is a great example of how we are not supposed to treat people. Like, I, 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 I tried to be serious for a second. I tried to tell him, I said, like, hey, I want, I want you to see this because this is a way that we, we don't treat people like this. This is the wrong way to treat one another. This is not the way Jesus wants us to act towards one another. And as, as Ben, in his own little character, starts to get a little sad because he sees two guys going at each other, Olivia, with her little character, is like, I'm going to get in a fight this week. She's ready. She's like Ronda Rousey. She's about ready to, you know, ground and pound somebody. It's going to be, it's going to be rough. Um, but anyways, as the weirdest finish happened to this, as these guys are wrestling around together, um, and if you see that, if New Smyrna Beach Police Department sees this, I'm not a witness. Like, I'm not trying to be anybody's whatever. But uh, these guys finish up the fight by standing up with one another and hugging each other. I'm lying to you not. This is so New Smyrna. Hugged each other, had an arm around each other. One guy called the other guy brother. They're like, one guy's like, are you going out, Riggers, after this? I'm going out, Riggers, after this. I'm buying you a drink. And I'm like, no more drinking. Stop it. This is not the move. You would have thought they were best of friends. They, had, they did not meet each other at all before then. They razzed each other up and down. They were saying very colorful words that we're not going to say from the stage. You might say if you stub your toe. But at the end of it, they hugged, and even someone, someone at some point called the cops. The cops showed up, and they separated. And, like, I literally saw the guy tell the cop, the guy went that way. Like, it was, he didn't even tat rat on the other guy that fought him. And I thought to myself, like, man, like, imagine that whole interaction if they would have just started that way. Like, imagine if, if rather than coming in with egos and coming in mad and turned up and whatever and frustrated at whatever's going on with her, what about if, if, if they had just flipped the script and come in in a way of caring and helpfulness and helped each other and encourage each other? Now, one, that's probably not the most fun thing to watch or whatever, right? I'm, I'm going to be the guy on the dock today. I'm going to be like, you're doing a good job. You're killing it, you know? 
But I think in life, uh, so many times it's easy for our flesh to do exactly that, where we get frustrated, we get bent out of shape, we let our, our anger stir up, and we forget the part that, that we're supposed to lead with love. And how we treat one another is incredibly important when it comes to our pursuit of Jesus. In the book of Mark, chapter 12, the apostle uh, Peter, well, many people think this comes from the, the perspective of Peter. It says that he, he, he talks about a time in which Jesus uh, was questioned about something by some Pharisees. And Jesus responds, he tells them, the most important commandment is this. He says, listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is the one and only Lord, and you must love the Lord with all of your, God, or with all, with all of your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. But then it goes on, it says, the second, they ask him, like, what is the most important commandment? He says, the second, he goes on past the first, he says, the second is as equal importance. He says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. So as these guys are trying to trick Jesus, trying to find out, like, what do you think? You know, they're going to argue with him and say, no, I think this commandment is greater. He doesn't just give one. He says, these are the two as equal to loving God with all that you have. You're also supposed to love your neighbor as you love yourself. And he says, the foundation of every other law, all the other commandments, the foundation of everything is rests on this. Love God. Love one another. And so when we look at the Bible, when we look at our lives through that, that, that Jesus, the Son of God, said it is important how we treat one another. When it comes to the interactions that we have, we've got to look at it through that lens. I feel like God has showed me this very clearly when it comes to my relationship with my children. I love Olivia and Ben and their little personalities, how they're becoming their own person. I, I want to have a forever deepening relationship with them. But nothing drives me more crazy than what they, when they fight and argue with one another. Moms, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you've got multiple kids or a couple kids, when they argue and fight, it's like nails on a chalkboard. It'll drive you up a wall. Because it's important to me in my relationship with them, but I also want them to have a good relationship with one another. And I think that's the same way that the good, our good father wants us to have a relationship with the people around us. And so when it comes to, to living in unity, in, in with, when it comes to our humanity, I think there's three key things, three things that will help us to be able to get to the point where we understand that we are better than me. And the first thing is this. The first thing is slow down. Look at your neighbor and say, slow down. Slow down. Now, here's the thing. It's kind of counterintuitive, right? You're like, Brian, the theme of this whole message is that we run this race in unity. And part of running a race is you want to win. You want to be the quickest. But I think when it comes to living in, human, living in unity in our humanity, I think the first thing we got to do is slow down. James, the brother of Jesus, says this in chapter 1, verse 19 of the book of James. He says, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow 
to get angry. Quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. Can I be truthful with you for a little bit? Typically, uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not real quick to listen. I am quick to speak and to get angry. I feel like many times in my life I've, I've flipped the script on this the wrong way. I've done the opposite of this. I think it's easy to do the opposite of this. But James, in his understanding of what his brother taught him, says it's more important for us to listen than it is to jump and speak and get angry. So I think for the first thing for us to live in unity in our community, to understand that we as a, as a group are better than just us as individuals, so we got we got to slow down a little bit. We got to understand our reactions. The second thing I think we got to do is we got to be real. We got to be genuine. We can't, we can't put on a facade. James also said this in chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. He says, My dear brothers and sisters, how can you claim to have faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ if you favor some people over others? For example, suppose someone comes into your meeting dressed in fancy clothes and expensive jewelry. And another comes who is poor and dressed in dirty clothes. If you give the person, or if you give the uh, special attention to a, and a good seat to the rich person, but you say to the poor person, you can stand over there or I'll sit on the floor, well, doesn't this discrimination show that your judgments are guided by evil motives? I think we live in a world that continues every day to struggle with discrimination. And I don't think that's how God has intended us to live. I think that we have people in our world that struggle with discrimination when it comes to race. And you might get, you might, maybe you get defensive all the way, like, Brian, no, we don't, I'm not, I'm not racist at all. And maybe you're not, but I think our world also has an issue with discrimination against political alignments. I'm at a place right now, and if one, you're not going to ever hear anything political come from this stage. I'm not a politician. I think I have an okay grasp on the word, and I believe that God, Jesus has given me a passion to teach it and to communicate it, but I'm not a politician. But if I got up here and talked politics at any point, there's a point there that Half of the people are going to be offended by another by one thing, another half are going to be offended by something else. We got people in our life where they post something political and just the world just bashes them for it. We got people that unfriend each other because of what they say about politics. I'm gonna tell you which which whichever direction you are, whatever you do, you're welcome here at Coastline. And much like I've got kids. That one is so tender-hearted, he gets sad when he sees two people fighting. And the other one says, I want to be the third person in that fight. I think that's exactly who we are. I think God has created us with different opinions and different understandings and different passions. And I think that's okay. 
we still have got to be able to figure out how to do life with one another. We've got to be real with one another and not let discrimination based off, of, uh, based off of color or political alignment or anything to separate us. Because we are better than me. Book of Romans says this in chapter 12, verse 9, says, don't just pretend to love others, really love them. He says, hate what is wrong, hold tight to what is good, love each other with genuine affection, and take delight in honoring each other. I think when it comes to loving people that are hard to love, which we all have those in our lives, the place we, we, the place we start is in here, not with a false face or false, false words that we're saying. We give the Holy Spirit the opportunity to come in and adjust us, to fix the things in our hearts that need to be fixed. The third thing I think we do when it comes to understanding and pursuing a life that says we are better than me is we got to put others first. But Brian, it's you know, we've got to run the race like we're, we're trying to win, and it doesn't make sense to put others first. I think in this world, you're, you're probably correct. When it comes to the culture that we live in, we've, we've figured out, we've understood that we want, to be, we want to be first. But I think when it comes to the kingdom of God, when it comes to how Jesus wants us to live and how, we showed, how he showed how he lived, I think we've got to understand how to put others first. Romans chapter 12, verse 14 says this. He says, bless, says, bless those that persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray for them and pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those that are happy and weep with those that weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people and don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see that you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Man, that verse right there, that thing, that, that'll be a sermon in itself, it could be. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Verse 19, dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God, for the scripture says, and then he quotes Deuteronomy 32, 35, that says, I will take revenge, I will pay them back, says the Lord. Verse 20, it says, instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. Doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Verse 21 says, don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. Conquer evil by doing good. I keep going back to the interchange I saw at the New Smyrna Beach boat ramp of, of these guys. And even in the moment, I couldn't help but think, like, if they would have had that attitude in the beginning of, hey, we're brothers. Hey, hey we're going to unite around this thing. Hey, what about if I help you? What about if you help me? What about if we show respect to one another? It, man, it would have looked completely, completely different. 
for the next few moments as we sat there and I started to encourage people. I, I told the lady, this lady pulled over, but I was like, man, you did a great job with that. She said, thanks. Smiled at me and kept going along the day. I think it's important how we treat one another. I think God wants to see us put people, other people, first. And so I want to challenge you this Memorial Day weekend. As you get together with family members, as you get together with neighbors that maybe have different political alignments, as you go out on the boat or as you sit and watch people pull their boats back on trailers, there, there will be opportunity for you to be quick to anger and quick to speak. There'll be, there'll be opportunity for you to, to react in your flesh. But I want to challenge you in this week, I want to challenge you as you go through this week to take a step back, to stop for a second and to understand that, that we are better than me in that moment. And that although you want to reach out and be frustrated and be mad, that what you really have is an opportunity to grow a connection, an opportunity to grow in your community and to help those out in need. Last night as I, uh, as I sat on the couch uh, and uh, was this close to putting my comfy shorts on and turn on the TV and just relaxing the rest of the night. Um, I had a buddy that had called me and said, hey, man, I'm pulling my boat home, and I just blew a hub. And he, he had been trying to work on it for a while, and I was like, man, I can, just, I can just sit here, and he'll figure it out at some point. He'll get there. Or I can pack up and see if I can go help him. And... and this guy is a smart dude. He had been able to figure it out. But I show up, and him and another guy are working on it. And the three of us came together, and, man, we were messy, and we were dirty by the time he was in it. We were wiping grease and oil off of us. But then if I give him a hug, he gives me a hug. He goes along the way. And I, and I realized in that moment that, man, we're, we're better. We are better than me. So in your opportunity to sit on the couch or go help out a friend this week. I hope that you choose to help someone in need. When it comes to this, this weekend, show grace and mercy. Be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to be angry, and help out the fellow people in your world. Jesus says that's as important as loving God with all that you have. So with that, I want to pray for us. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the opportunities that you're going to give us to be able to put this into effect today, this weekend, this week. I pray that in these moments that you would give us charge to be patient, to be kind, to be helpful, to not say words that we're going to regret, regret but to continue and go through these situations and think about how you would treat them. And I pray that as we do that, as we continue to pursue you, as we continue to try to reflect you in our lives, I pray that we would continually change for the better and the world around us would change for the better as well. 
I thank you so much for that. I thank you for what you're going to do. Thank you for the country that we get to live in. I say have your way in all these things. In Jesus' name we pray. Have I said, amen, amen. As always, Coastline, know that you are loved and that the best is yet to come.